Hey, it's Johnny Jet, and this is my 39 travel questions. And today we have Andrea or Andrea Fetchko. There we go. Boom. So I've known Andrea for a, a long time. We've flown on the same plane randomly, I think to yes. Miami one time or somewhere. You got me into the lounge. Oh, that's, that's right. That's some good karma going your way. <laughs> I could use it. <laughs> but Andrea has hosted a couple travel shows, including Vacation Creation on ABC that had 75 episodes. Something like that, yep. That's insane. Mm -hmm. And um, and she's hosted all kinds of different TV shows. What, what, what have you hosted? Um, I sh hosted HLN's Vacation Chasers, so apparently... <laughs> I like host, I want to host shows that sound very similar. Um, and then I was on TV Land's 100 Best Places. And then outside of the travel realm, I hosted for MTV, uh, Major League Soccer, NBC, CW, um, and a lot of digital things like Ultra Music Festival. As, well, as We were the first people to do live streaming. So yeah, a lot. So did you go to college and did you study journalism? Yeah, I went to New York University. I studied broadcast journalism because when I went to school back in the day, journalism was only a master's except for five different universities in the U.S. Now it's a much bigger major. Um, so that's how I was able to convince my parents to uh, go to NYU. So I'm like, well, it's actually cheaper in the long run because I don't have to get a master's. And I'm very happy I did that because uh, sometimes you do a major to realize what you don't want to do. And that was me. I, I, I have yet to pursue any journalism. I mean, I did something for Vice, but that's well, You're a TV host, that's journalism. No, it's different. Is it? All right. <laughs> yeah, it's very different. I would say that journalism is more about writing and producing and the performance aspect. They don't really talk about, so that's why I really struggled in my career at the beginning, because like, to be honest, I really sucked in front of the camera. <laughs> Because I was in, you know, I'm a, like a, I guess it's left brain, is that when you're a, a writer and a producer, like, I think about things, I can't, I struggle letting loose. So I had to learn that. It took me three years to finally get comfortable in front of the camera. Wow. That's, and do you get nervous now when you host? No. Now I really like it because I'm so bored. <laughs> <laughs> and where did you grow up? You grew up in Michigan? Yes. Mm-hmm outside of Detroit or? Yeah, it's this place called Troy. We used to be the 12th safest city in America. Woo! Wow. Um, yeah, it was great. It was the best place to grow up because it was very, um, and I think still is very diverse. And like people have just really good morals. So no one judged you for anything except who you were. Like people that were show offs had the Mustangs. So that was really good because then when I moved to New York, for um, university, I mean, you're completely judged just based on what you own and not who you are. So I was, I'm really thankful that I have that background of like, you know, it doesn't really matter what you wear or what you look like. It's all about who you are at the end of the day. That's um, cool. I, I wish it was more like that. <laughs> I mean, but, but, uh, but yeah, that's how I live my life. So how, how far from Detroit airport? Ooh, Detroit airport is more like 45 minutes. Oh, that's good. Because Detroit Airport's a bit further west, and I'm more east of Detroit, north and east. Gotcha. And what's your earliest travel memory? I mean, Cedar Point. I think what really kicked it off was that um, when I was 14, I did, uh, I, I was like a U.S. student ambassador. I did the People to People program. 
And now it's really like, it's basically manifesting now, but I didn't realize that I was doing it back then. But I was like, oh, I always wanted to go to Australia, New Zealand. And I heard this girl during freshman year, like first day of school, talking about what she did over the summer. She did this people to people ambassador program. And this year, this summer, they're going to Australia, New Zealand. So I, like the crazy person, um, was told that I have to present an argument in order for my parents to fund things. So I put together a PowerPoint presentation when I was 13 about how this would be good for my college education and my college essay. And if I was a student ambassador and they um, agreed to it. And so, yeah, that's what kicked it off. I was the first person in my family to travel internationally. And I did that at 14. Um, and then I didn't stop. <laughs> good for you. So how many countries have you been to? I think I'm over 70 now, wow. but, that's not, I, but that's not including territories. This is what I don't like because I've been to a lot of territories, but they don't count in your official list. Right. For sure. Because I've been to a lot of different islands and they don't count. Right. Uh, me too. I'm with you. How about continents? Um, everything except Antarctica. Me too. Yeah. Um, and, and do you want to go to Antarctica? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I saw this crazy documentary. I don't know if anyone's seen it. Where it talks about people that live there. Have you seen it? No, I have not. But I, I know people, scientists live there. And they're like. Oh, they're no, there's like people that sign up. And they, it's like this community thing. And then what's crazy is you end up this thing called like T3 is what happens. When you don't get enough sunlight and your circadian rhythm starts going crazy. And you start actually losing your mind and yeah. you stop, you start like having ish, like trouble like me, just having, uh, coming up with a thought and you start like basically going crazy and it's all based on circadian rhythm. They still can't really figure out why people get this. Well, I'm glad I'm not there. We both live in Southern California and you, you're in Los Angeles as well. Yeah. And, um, anyway, so how about, is there any place you have no desire to go to? Hmm. A COVID ICU unit. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Yeah. How about uh, what's your favorite American airport? Uh, none. <laughs> really? Not even Detroit? Detroit's a great airport. You don't like Detroit airport? No, I don't. Like, yeah, no, our airport's amazing. It's like one of the best things about Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's one of the best American U.S. airports. Yeah, but I would just say, like, I mean, compared to airports, I think the Asian countries really have it much better in Dubai. Like, so what's your favorite international airport? Singapore is pretty cool. You can't beat Singapore. Changi is where it's at. Where do you think the friendliest people are? Michigan. Yeah. I used to have a Michigan uh, roommate. He's very friendly. Was very yeah, friendly. Yeah, yeah. We're like, we're a really big friend. I know that sounds really weird because of actually, no, thinking about it with all the news about the people that are um, protesting, but that's just a very small minority. Like, we've always had the Michigan militia. So there's just always been that group. Mm -hmm. um, but the most part, people in the Midwest are really, really nice. And Michigan's like, they're really nice. I agree. What do you think the meanest immigration officers are? Um, Melbourne, Australia. Yeah. So I was traveling there and I thought this guy was flirting with me. <laughs> this is not I when you were so 14. Excited. What? This is not when you were 14. 
No, no, no. This was when I was 21 and I was going to stay with a friend, but it wasn't my boyfriend. So they're like, oh, so where are you staying? And I was like, with this guy, but like, I didn't want it to seem like I was dating him because I thought the guy was cute. So like I went through immigration and then this person stopped me like before I went to my luggage. And so he's asking me all these questions. And so I'm dodging them and then I'm realizing, oh no, like I'm getting interrogated. And the fact that I'm not telling that person exactly where I'm going is like having, causing major issues and they're not allowing me to pick up my luggage. Um, so that was definitely by far the hardest. Yeah, they're, they're, they're tough in Australia. Yes. They don't mess around. Yeah, and same with Israel was also, it was difficult getting out of Israel. And yeah. that was another one where I screwed up because they're like, why are you visiting Israel? I'm like, oh, this guy was like my ex, but like we were like, yeah. <laughs> And um, yeah, they didn't like that answer. They're like, well, is that guy here? I'm like, well, oh, he's not like, we're like, you know, not together, but yeah. And um, I almost didn't make my plane. Yeah, the Israeli security made my wife cry when we were departing Tel Aviv because she was, we lived in different cities. They're like, you guys are together, but you live in different cities and countries because she was living in Toronto and LA for me. She literally started crying. Oh, well, did it work? I mean, there was nothing, she wasn't hiding anything. She was like, why, you know, they're just, they're just tough. But anyway, honestly, you, you like, gotta I be, I guess you gotta be. I was like, I'll miss my flight. Fine. I'll go back. How about airport lounge besides the one I took you to? Uh, really you know, you are much more into the lounges than I am. But I did go to one in Heathrow, which was quite nice, the United one. Okay. Yep. Honestly, I'm a simple girl. Give me unlimited champagne and some food and I'm there. But when it's not good food, like one time I was stuck in Philadelphia, American Airlines, it was a really bad one. And I got food poisoning off of their oh. food. Oh boy. That's not good. And the fact that like our, our flight got canceled and they didn't give us any reimbursement and I had to like figure out a place to stay and it, yeah, it's awful. And when you're flying for the show, or do you get upgraded a lot, or they buy you a first-class ticket? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of things when you think that, like, oh, I got a, a network travel show. You know, you're, you're flying with a glam squad. No, I had to do all my own hair and makeup. Um, yeah, so that was really tough. And, yeah, you're thinking you're flying first class, and um, I know. No, I was sometimes actually behind everyone else. Speaking of hair and makeup, you know, I almost didn't recognize you because the last time I saw you, you were blonde and I know it's quarantine time, so things are changing. So how are you doing with the quarantine? I am, I'm in that mode. So this is my Abe Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I just dyed my hair dark. Um, all my family has this coloring except me. Um, and yeah, so I'm in my painted black DIY. So yeah, I have Chase lounge chairs that I bought. Uh, I DIY'd and made those black instead of like this gross light brown. The picture on Amazon lied. Um, I painted my hair black. I'm getting um, some, some, some frames soon. Um, so yeah, I'm in full, uh, full Marie Kondo mode. <laughs> I need to get in that mode, especially it's with my closet. I'm going to watch your show tonight. Um, it's so, it's so, I have so much stuff. And how about when you're, uh, what's, your, what's your favorite restaurant? Sugarfish. Sugarfish in LA. Yeah, so if people don't know, Sugarfish is this um, restaurant in LA, but it's, it's the best, it, for me, it's the closest sushi that you're gonna get to being in actual Japan. 
and it's also really affordable. So you can choose between like a $25 menu, a $35 menu, or a $45 menu. So I always use a $25 menu. It's really, really good. The, the food is so fresh. Um, yeah, and it fills you up. It's a lot of rice, so then you get hungry like two hours later. But. And this is a Century City Mall? I usually know the one in um, either on La Brea or Beverly Hills. So now we're getting really LA, but yeah. We're getting LA. <laughs> it's good. And um, speaking of LA, have you ever sat next to any famous celebrities while you're flying? I mean, no. maybe my co-host of Vacation Creation, Tommy Davidson. Okay. He's kind of a big deal. Is he? Yeah. I'm going to have to get him on the show. Yeah. No, he's, um, yeah. So that, yeah. No, I've never, like, no, I've never, like, randomly saw anyone. Okay. Well, yeah. That, okay. That surprises you, me. Who, who, who have you seen? Seen? I've seen almost everybody. I used to fly New York, LA every other week, and I used huh. to know I used to know the gate agents. They used to put me in first class, not even business class. So I literally sat next to or near most celebrities, and uh, which is, I mean, anyway, it's just it's just random. But, Do you have a good um, story, or was it just like people sleeping? No, no, I got I got some good stories, but um, I can't share them here. I'll, I'll share them with you next time I see you. Off camera, we'll do off the record. Yeah, off the okay. record. So I know you're pretty adventurous. So what's the uh, craziest thing you've ever eaten? Mm, bugs, bugs. Yep, bugs in uh, South South Korea. Okay. At the TMZ zone. Yeah. You know what kind of bugs? Nope. And I don't want to know. Been to North Korea? Sorry. Have you been to North Korea? I saw it. <laughs> no, you, you but. Like I'm, like, I'm so good. Like, I watched Locked Up Abroad, and I shouldn't be alive. Like, you know, I come from a family of doctors. I know all the fun ways to die. I don't need to know. I, like, I'm good. I don't <laughs> need to do anything or eat anything super crazy. Good. So, um, yeah. I'm glad to hear it. How about what's your drink of choice when you're on the ground or in the air? Um, rosé all day. <laughs> All right, and favorite hotel in the world? Ooh, I just went to Maya in Seychelles. I just went there, just as in at last year, this time last year, I was in the Seychelles and I went to this place called Maya, M-A-I-A. And it is like 3,500 euro a night, but it's all inclusive. So you can have like the Vogue champagne nonstop, like sushi, whatever you want, it's all included. It's so yummy, but then you have your own villa. Wow. So everything has its own infinity pool. And then you have like another outdoor hot tub, but then an area, you know where like the lounge chairs are in a pool, but it's not like low. And then um, this really great outdoor area to work and you're looking over a cliff and it just, it's just like, the best thing in the world. I could use that right about now, honestly. I got so much work done there, weirdly. Um, and now I'm like, okay, my dream location has to have some sort of view like this, um, my dream house. So um, I'm gonna be working up towards that dream house forever. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully one day I'll get it. <laughs> and do you have a dream destination? Right now? Anytime. Maldives, I wanna go. You've never been to Maldives? 
No. Okay. Well, you've been to Seychelles. Not many Americans have been to the Seychelles. Yes, Seychelles is cool. Like La Digue is, yeah. I mean, it's worth it. La Digue is 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 a thing. So, is that your favorite island in the world? No, I like um, the South Pacific. I I really love Morea. Um, yeah. I don't Morea's like Tahiti, involved. like the island of Tahiti. I'm not a big fan of, but I love Morea. I, I just I love. I fell in love with the South Pacific. I'm with you on that. I love it. I love the South Pacific. I could definitely spend a lot of time there. Yeah. Um, yeah. How about favorite beach in the world? Ooh, that one's easy. The, um, Antigua. I think it's called like Valley Church or Church Valley Beach. Okay. But it, um, I mean, Antigua is a really cool island because they have a 365 beaches. So you can go to a new beach every single year. But this specific beach, just the water is so different. It's not clear. So it's, almost like salty but it makes the coloring really interesting like it actually looks like this color and it almost looks like an infinity pool it's just the color is like insane um yeah and it's it's a really warm water it's a beautiful beach and there's this one um place that's on like a restaurant and it has really good wine white wine they never get they never run out of white wine and they have really good fish so it's just like the perfect destination. That sounds pretty good right now too. Everything yeah. sounds pretty good right now. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like get me to a beach with high humidity and white wine <laughs> and I'm good. Uh, high humidity, that's like my wife's nightmare because it frizzes her hair. <gasps> but I love it. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm one of those weird people that I love high humidity because I feel like it's nature's steam room. And I love getting facials, so it's like, it's a free facial, and, and you, you wouldn't understand, but facials are like 160 bucks each. <laughs> so yeah, my pores get all beautiful, and my skin gets all lovely and dewy, my hair starts curling, like, yeah, I'm like. Where, I'm where's like, the hottest place you've ever been, temperature-wise? I guess the Dead Sea. Is it, was it, what time of year were you there, like summer? <laughs> I did the Masada thing, woo! Um, and then I did the Dead Sea, but there's something like really weird about the Dead Sea when you're that far underneath sea level. Like the heat is different and it affects you differently. So it, it kind of like messes with you a little bit. Well, yeah. I've only been there once and we went in May and it wasn't that hot, but it was beautiful. Did you go into the water? Of course, floated, read a, read a magazine. <laughs> I feel like the Dead Sea is one of those things that um, you really have to do at once because it's a sensation that you really can't have anywhere else. Right. It's very bizarre to be in water, but it's so thick yeah. that you can kind of stand a little bit. Like you have to walk. You can't actually swim. You have to almost walk. It's yeah. cool. It I'm not cool. doing it justice. I should not be their tourism person. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about what's your favorite travel movie? Travel movie? Yeah, anything that inspired you to travel or takes you away or it, it, it can be set anywhere. It doesn't have to be specifically a travel movie like Under the Tuscan Sun or something, but. I know, right? Um, Mine was Crocodile Dundee growing up. Can I say so, Sex in the City? Yeah, because they went I to- I totally went to NYU. Sex in the City, I have a tutu. I think that I'm Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, yeah, Sex in the City, 100%, New York City. And did you ever see them filming it in the city? No, and now I'm realizing it's not a movie, it's a TV show. No, there's Whatever. a movie, there, there's a movie. <laughs> yeah, I was talking about the TV show. Okay, well, that's what, that's one of my questions, so you just answered okay. it. Um, but you know what, I like, um, for me, I like movies that are more spy thrillers, so I kind of like that. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say, like, now it's, it's Instagram, I, I would say, like, the J. Albert, like, yeah, like, Instagram now, that's where I'm getting all my ideas. Really? So who do you like to follow on Instagram? Um, I, I do, like, the hashtags. That's, like, the girls who want, girls who wonder, or, like, it's those types of hashtags. Really? Yeah. I don't know, like now Instagram, if you follow a hashtag, it'll show up in your feed and it's really cool. Okay. You know, I don't think I follow any hashtags. Yeah. Yeah. Now you know. Now, now I know. How about mm -hmm. books? Are you a yeah. big reader? Am I a big reader? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Travel book? What's your favorite travel book? I mean, I read Eat, Pray, Love. So I was going to say that film, but I liked the book more. But gotcha. definitely Eat, Pray, Love was like up there. Yeah. And then I'm down to like four questions. Okay. What's, what's your worst travel moment? My worst travel moment? Yep. Mm, oh, yeah. Um, I mean. It was so gosh. bad you can't say it. I mean, I would, well, actually, it's, it's going to be a really good learning like, thing. I, you know, I went to Argentina and I was working there and I didn't know a lot of people. And like someone on Facebook hit me up and that person ended up just being like a really terrible person that like ended up stalking me. Um, it was really bad. Um, guy or girl? A guy, um, yeah. And so um, I think it's just one of those things too where like um, I, when you're traveling, there does come something where you really need to start having like a spidey sense because you are a bit more open to meeting different people but I would always just say like when things start feeling a little bit weird, especially as a girl, you don't owe anyone anything. Like it doesn't matter if they've gotten you a drink or anything, you don't owe them anything you can get out. And that was kind of the mistake that I made of, I felt like bad. And like, I was that horrible person for not wanting to hang out with this person. I was shallow or like, you know, why am I feeling bad about whatever? And, and I ended up my spidey sense was correct. So I think that's, it's a really good learning moment for people to just really, um, just really understand that you're, you are a target. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's, that's important for people to know. I mean, one of my questions is your best travel tip and that might be it unless you got a better one. Yeah. Or I would say also be very, very careful about your drink. Um, I mean, I, so I do this thing where when I watch the bartender, like a hawk, but sometimes the bartenders are the ones that spike it. And this is also like, this also can happen to men as well, but especially as a woman. Um, and then I watch it like a hawk. And um, then I cover my wine glass like this, which is not sanitary. I understand that. Right. And then I have the straw and then I drink from the straw or like sip it. But I'm, I always have a hand over it. And I actually had one time when I was studying abroad in Italy and I felt powder on my hand. And, it, and I was like, it was a 15 euro beautiful Cosmo that they like did all this thing and they were like lighting up oranges. It was this work of art, just got it. And, um, you know, I'm just broke student. 15 euros is a lot of money for a Cosmo. Sorry, just got Parker. And I, 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 I didn't drink it. 
And I got really spooked and I just sat down with my girlfriend. I'm like, what do I do? Is this people? Then they end up sitting right next to me and they were getting really upset that I wasn't drinking. And they like picked up my chair and moved it closer to them. And so then we hightailed it out of there, like waiting for a guy friend. But then again, that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, trust your gut because clearly, I mean, I thought I felt something. I didn't see a substance, but I felt a powdery substance, but I didn't see it. It's insane. So, you know, I still don't know whether or not I was, that was spiked. I didn't drink it, but I mean, the fact that these people were so interested in me drinking and then were like physically moving my chair, you know, it, like at the end of the day, the 15 euros is not worth it. <laughs> That's for sure. And has it ever happened to you before or any of your friends or after? I've, it hasn't because I'm very, very crazy about it um, because I've had some guy friends get drugged before, like husband and wife been drugged. To steal their money? I don't know, but like it was the bartenders that were doing it. So like they go after, they go after couples like, and that was the thing too. It's like, well, yeah, you know, like you, like it can happen to anyone. Honestly, I've never heard that before. So this is, I'm learning something. So really, I've, I've actually known two couples where it's happened. So what do they do when they, are they, are they like raping them or are they taking their money? What's going on? Well, they started noticing right away that they didn't feel right. So they went upstairs, but like one of like the girls, she like started falling and then he helped her up. And then they, when they got back, they both like conked out and they realized that both of them had been drug but because she was smaller it hit her faster That's but yeah insane. so they were wondering like yeah were they trying to steal something what was yeah yeah well you gotta be very careful one of my buddies actually not too not, not too long ago maybe six months ago this australian guy was in miami and he was coming home from a bar late at night walking down the street and drunk and someone pulled up and said hey do you need a ride like I'm an Uber and he's like, yeah. So he gets in the car, the, guys are, the guy was friendly and he handed him a bottle of water, he opened it up. Next thing he knows, he, you know, he woke up eight hours later on the side of the street, wallet's gone, everything's been charged. And some lady saved him, he was about to die, honestly. And um, it's because he, he just took this bottle of water that he thought was closed and he was drunk and you gotta be very careful. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things too, like, um, kind of like growing up, I, I went to NYU when I was 17, so I really did grow up in the city. And that was that kind of thing, like, you know, you go down the wrong block, and, and New York has gotten really good, but like still, like you go down the wrong block and you're getting mugged. Um, I had a friend get drugged, um, you know, when I was uh, there, like taxis were a really big issue and they were really responsible for a lot of like raping and killing. I mean, that was happening all the time, where like a girl would get drunk, do the responsible thing, go into a taxi, and then she would be raped and killed. So, like, I think that's something where being, being in that real world and having to, whenever I went out, um, I was in the city and I was, I was a big, you know, target being an NYU student. You start learning very, very quickly. I mean, like, we're around Washington Square Park where there's bad people everywhere. Like, you don't go there at night. and. Right. So I think that's something that really helped me with my travels because I never felt like, oh, that'll never happen to me. Oh, I'm so exceptional. That'll never happen to me. I'm like, no, no, no. It, it will happen to me. Of course it will happen to me. <laughs> so do you feel safer in a taxi or a Uber or Lyft? Uber and Lyft. 
that's because you can track it and you know i do too i've been telling that people that for a while but some yeah. people think that uber and lyft are more dangerous because you know they get the bad rap on uh, in the papers like probably because the taxi lobbyists who knows but um well i mean there's always going to be those bad actors right i mean you gotta like, be careful it can happen anywhere and it can happen with anything so there's always going to be a bad actor but the thing about it too is you know especially going back to nyu where like i always knew that i couldn't get too drunk or i couldn't get myself home i knew i had to be able to flag a taxi um and this was before uber so like sometimes i could take a half an hour and i needed to be able to get in my door and everything and you know do the key because i didn't have a doorman i needed to be able to do all those things so i could never get too too crazy and i actually do notice that like when i start letting my guard down or i'm around people i get more crazy because i feel safe but i never would do that um traveling alone or in new york and so i mean i don't want to scare people right now but i mean people might be watching this going i'm not going to travel by myself would you travel by yourself right now as a girl i, I do most of my traveling by myself you do and yeah. you feel and you feel fine I, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, that was one of the things that started when I was younger because I would want to travel by myself because no one would do it with me. And I always was told in Michigan that I was so crazy. I was also much blonder back then. So I was like, oh, you're going to be a Target, American girl, blah, blah, blah. And then I was in Canada at the, living there at the time. A girl that was blonder than me had been to Vietnam, which as an American, we always think that's super sketchy. It's not, by the way. Um, she's like, oh, yeah, I've done that. You can totally do it. And so it's just, you know, it's just different. Like I would say the big thing to do is that you have to really make sure that you're in the right place because I once did a spring break and we, and I didn't plan it. And the girls that I was with wanted a budget and we did a hostel and it was in Los Ramblas, Barcelona, which is like where you get mugged. And of course I got mugged. No one else did, but like we we're all in a group and they attacked me because I was the blondest and most American. And there was a lot of anti-American sentiment. So like literally my friend had her, um, her, had my hand, my phone luckily in her hand, but then they like went after me and like, you know, shoved me up against the wall and like beer bottle. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it was legit. And she was just standing there like, what? And she's, so you know, the, like a the, what'd they get from you? And they didn't touch her. What'd they get from you and they, and did they, uh, did they hurt you? Yeah. I mean, like I got like a nice little like thing, but, um, it was. And then they catch them? And it was totally set up. Like it was the taxi driver dropped us off at a place that wasn't there. Then this like random lady found us and she's like, oh, do you need help? And like we went and then she's like, oh, it's right over there. And then we saw two guys walking and we're like, it could have been worse. Um, but I would say like, you know, at the end of the day, the reality is that, um, you know, when it comes to just safety, I think it's safety in general. And they actually say that like most people die within two blocks of their house because that's when they let their guard down. Um, and so it's not, it's not really about traveling. It's about really just being smart. So if you're traveling alone as a single girl, like really making sure you're in the right hotel, I would say that's the, you have to spend money on your hotel and then like Ubers and stuff like public transportation might not be the thing for you. Right. Um, yeah. but, but then, and, and just like, yeah, always make sure that you can buy Like I would always say, just make sure you can buy your way out of every single situation. 
Okay, that's good advice. And I don't want to end it on a bad note. So, no. you know, what's going to take what's going to take for you to fly right now? Would you fly tomorrow during this uh, quarantine? Stay at home kind of. No. Um, you know, I, well, so my sister's a, a nurse at the COVID unit in Chicago. So whenever I start feeling very um, like this thing is over Fancy. or I can conquer it, you know, she brings me to, to, back to earth. But I would say like. Um, you know, this was just a really good reminder about how fragile things are. And, um, you know, like, like for example, you know, my, my family's all in medicine. So there's like, there's actually MRSA and like flesh eating bacteria everywhere. And there's, you know, like there's, you go get, um, you know, there's dengue and, you know, there's bubonic plague in, in um, LA. Like if you get too close to chipmunks and the fleas, like you can get bubonic plague. Like this stuff is everywhere. You just don't really hear about it. And you don't, you always think again, like you're going to be the lucky one. Um, so I think this is just a really good reminder for everyone to really like understand how fragile life is and how viruses can attack everyone. It doesn't really matter. And, um, you know, and right now we're just, we're with something that's so new. It's so contagious. We just don't know enough about it. So I think for me, I would want to make sure that there's something going on where we know a little bit more. And um, then I think I would be, it would be safer to fly. But also I think it's a good time too to just sit, relax, have like an opportunity to just sit down for a little bit and you know, help, the out in the, help out the environment. Because look at how much you know, lack of transportation and, and has really helped. So um, you know, plagues of, the, of this have happened before. You know, the, the influenza of 1918 actually lasted till 1920. It was three years. So we've been through, I mean, we went through the Black Plague. Like, we'll, we'll be fine. It just might be a year or two or three. And why don't you just take that opportunity to do something really cool? Um, I guess my last thing is like, you know, when we're in this industry where there's not a lot of, um, where I don't have like a normal job, and so whenever you're out of work, you're always like, oh man, and you're fretting about your next job. Like, oh, is there going to come? And so you're so busy fretting and worrying about the next job that you don't take advantage of that time off and do the thing that you actually want to do, like write the book or do your website or organize. So it's like, take advantage of this time and just know that it's, we're going to be back to normal eventually. And then you're going to start kicking yourself that you didn't get everything done when you had the time. Yeah. So did you get COVID by the way? Have you no, I actually have very severe asthma, so um, I'm high risk. Okay, I'm sorry to hear that. I, 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 you know, I have asthma. I, you know, I got. I was diagnosed when I was 16. I wouldn't leave. I wouldn't go to the mailbox without my inhaler. I've taken at least seven times a day, and then I was cured by a Chinese doctor in Malaysia, which is a whole other story. When I about 10, 12 years ago, so um, but. You know, I, I still, well, yeah, I, I mean, mine's very specific. I actually, um, I'm, I'm, I'm allergic on purpose. <laughs> I'm actually immunocompromised on purpose. I developed a dust allergy when I was older. And I guess more people that live in cities because of pollution are starting to develop allergies later in life. And uh, I developed this like debilitating dust allergy because it's everywhere. And it was really affecting my travel because wow. I would start having issues. And it's, um, so then I started to do the responsible thing of doing allergy immunotherapy. If anyone's ever doing it, there's actually a lot more people that know about it. It's like shots, it's essentially a vaccine, but it's way more shots and you actually 
get shot with a lot more and like shock your system. It's three to five years of shots. Wow. And, so and you, I got, it all? Well, I'm, I'm not even a year in, but I got so bad that I got allergy induced asthma. And my immune system is completely wrecked. Is that Just because of the shots? COVID. <laughs> so like it's to the point where I had the spidey sense where I could smell a dog or a cat before it rounded the corner. Wow. Because I'm also allergic to dogs and cats. So I was like, oh, this is what it's like to be pregnant. Wow. Yeah. Andrea. But on a good note is that I got my masks way before everyone. I already had all my N95s. I already had everything. I already had all the cleaning tools. I already had the whole thing of like coming in, immediately going to the shower, doing the little nose rinse to get everything out of there. Um, so that I'm, I'm a big thing of like rejection is God's pr protection. I'm not like super spiritual, but like, yeah, I mean, I went through a, a hell in October with my allergy thing and look, I would like, then COVID happened. I was like, Oh, psh, I've already been dealing with this for eight, six months. I know what isolation is like. So do you go out? Do you, do you go to the grocery store or do you go to restaurants? Um, I have. Now I do, but I mean, it was really rough in restaurants. I couldn't go to restaurants because I would get um, allergic reactions to the, um, to the, like, whatever, the, the carpeting or the um, upholstery. And, 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 have, and are these reactions from the shots or is this? It's from dust and the shots. So, like, sometimes I would go and I would go to the grocery store and all of a sudden I just got, like, hit. And mine was so bad that um, it would immediately go into like an asthma attack, oh but then God. it would go straight into a panic attack. So because my asthma symptoms, I don't really get the puffy eyed. I get the shortness of breath and the feeling like your throat's um, going together and then like feeling like there's a panda on your chest, which is exactly the same symptoms as a panic attack. <laughs> so Sometimes I wouldn't know like, is this asthma? Is this panic? I, and I wasn't panicking, but my body was doing it. And so like, sometimes I just start shaking uncontrollably, like with driving and then all of a sudden I'm shaking and I'm like, am I going into anaphylactic shock? What's going on? They're like, oh no, no, that, that's the panic attack. But I'm like, I'm talking to you like this and yet my body's like freaking out. And it was, yeah, it was, it was the allergy. So... I mean, it's crazy stuff, but I, I've actually had panic attacks before, you know, I, in the airport twice on a, going to a, getting on a plane. Um, but my question is, so is it, are you still taking those, um, that immunology, whatever you call it, the shots? Oh, yeah, I'm going to be doing this for the next three to five years. So it does help. <laughs> um, it, so seems like it's, it seems like it's triggering it to me. Right. So yeah, it wasn't exactly explained to me. So if anyone's interested, basically what happens is that um, you get way worse before you get better. Okay. And mine got like really, really bad, especially because dust was everywhere. And I was living in a place that had carpeting. So that was also part of it where I needed to like, you know, I needed to start dealing with it. Um, so usually like within a year, like at the year mark, you should be experiencing something and you should be feeling better. Sometimes it cures it or other times it just makes it more manageable. I will be a year in September 
I would say I'm back to where I was before I got the shots. Okay. I'm not any better. Okay, so, well, at least you're not any worse. Yeah, but like, this has been really expensive and really horrible, <laughs> and I'm not feeling better yet. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll chat in September. All so, right. yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll, like, we'll, we'll, we'll do a follow that. up. We'll do a follow up. Yeah, but I didn't know that going into it. So, yeah, I, there's actually a lot more people that are doing the shots now. So, it's, it actually gets like way worse before it gets better. Well, Andrea, I appreciate you taking the time. I'm such a Debbie Downer. <laughs> well, I know like, it's, it's, it's really interesting, but yeah, it is a little depressing. But I think we should end it on something good. So, why don't you tell me, did I ask you your most embarrassing travel moment yet? No. How about, how about we end on that? At least that will not be um, Debbie Downer. Uh, I, some, I went for work and I had to go to Japan, but it was a European people that booked the flight and Europeans use military time. So I saw 1130 and I just assumed it was 1130 at night. Oh. It was 1130 in the morning. And like something went off in my head around 1130. I was like, I actually think like the flight's now. And it was true. But weirdly, like I got rebooked on the next one. It was so weird. Because usually like one you you lose the flight, you have to rebook, but they right. had another flight, so. You know what, that's happened to me once before where I, luckily I caught it right before, but it was like, it said 15.30 or whatever, and I was like, oh, is that 5.30? For some reason, like, yeah, well, I was just learning military time. 15.30 is different. You're like, oh, that's weird, I should look it up. 11.30, yeah. of course you just think it's p.m. Yeah, anyway, uh, <laughs> Andrea, thank you very much. Uh, how can people find you? Um, you can find me on yeah, my social media at Andrea Fetchko. Um, I think it's right there in the corner. It's a weird last name. Well, but, um, I'll, I'll make a blog post out of this. So I'm going to send it to you. You can send me all your links and we'll link it out. So hopefully people will sign on to johnnyjet.com, subscribe to the newsletter, subscribe to this channel, like this video, and mm -hmm. uh, make sure you follow Andrea. Yeah, thank you so much. And stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you. You too.